Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to day 12 of Streaming in Place. And we're talking Lucifer Season 1, Episode 12, hashtag Team Lucifer. And I said, before we started recording, I said, you know, I think this one's going to be a shorter episode. I don't know how much, because there's so much setup, I don't know how much we're going to have to say. And Noel, your immediate response was... It's not a good episode. And so then I feel like that's a good jumping off point. So uh, I think on its own, I I think I like it more than Noel. But I think uh, I can't really argue with that opinion um, based on like just one episode. You know, I don't know how how strong. I I don't know if I can argue with the fact that it's not a good episode if I didn't know what was coming and I wasn't more interested in what's coming. So I don't. Okay, so I'm, like, on the fence, but I don't disagree. How do you feel, Allison? Oh, you know, I always have a problem with obvious part ones, too, um, because I think it's very easy to do interesting setup and really hard to do satisfying conclusion um, with something like this. And it's a little extra on the brain because of the end of the season's Doctor Who. But um, I, you know, I think that what they're setting up is interesting. Um, and between that and the fact that, um, <laughs> that Palmetto was reasonably like there, it, it should have been in the story this time. Like it needed to be, it was an actual essential part of the story as opposed to something <laughs> I was actively bored by. Um, I, I think made it more positive for me than negative. Like I'm warmer on it than I am cooler on it, but it's definitely uneven in a way that I was not anticipating. And I, um, yeah, I guess I'm having a hard time separating good feelings about what it means for the next episode um, from like, well, that was a little inconsistent. It was a little uneven. There are some weird threads. Um, The case of the week really could not, it should have been so interesting and was then really perfunctory. um, Like since it was just about getting to the ending so, um, although I will say I laughed pretty hard at um, some of the some of the stuff that was a part of that case of the week. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm also of two minds, I guess. Noel is not conflicted. Kate and I are conflicted. Okay, Noel, Let's take it this. away. Yeah. So I think a lot of it, like, boils down to is that it is a very part one sort of episode in which it's a lot of stuff to get to that end, which is where they want to get to. And I understand that. And part ones are generally really hard to pull off. Um, Especially like in a compelling way when all you want is that resolution. You want that climax and you don't want that cliffhanger. Um, But I think that for a lot of me, I just get hung up on like the case of the week stuff in this one in which I get very deeply confused by Malcolm suddenly going full weird cult and it just seems weird to me and it just for me it doesn't gel with anything else that malcolm is really and has been presented as as now he becomes this borderline serial murderer how many murders does it take to become a serial murderer (laughs) i feel like three three okay so i could be wrong i think it's two with the intent to commit more i'm not Mm -hmm. sure Right. Okay. Well, at, at the very least, he's got a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. So I think that counts for something. Um, 
And it just feels, for me, it just feels weirdly, like, I don't know where this is going. And I don't know, like, how we make this leap from he's become hashtag Team Lucifer in this sense. But he doesn't necessarily follow that kind of same trajectory with Aminadel. He doesn't, like, have a a come-to-angel moment as opposed to a come-to-Lucifer moment that I feel just, for me, feels a little weird. And I don't know quite how to get my brain around it apart from the fact that they went this seems like a neat idea we should do this and we want to do some cool stuff with satanists but not actual satanists um which whole different subset of like stuff um there so i think that um that's sort of where i ended up falling is like i just got hung up on i don't i don't i don't buy the pivot basically in a way that works want that the show wants me to. I think I'll, there are a number of like really good things in here from Lucifer's overall frustration with a lot of stuff that's been boiling up here about being pinned with a bunch of bad deeds and everything. But I think the way in which we get there and all the stuff with Malcolm is just rough going for me anyway. Okay. Um just alone on this limb and I'll stay no. here. I'm used to it after this week, yesterday on Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> My hot uh, take. <laughs> you're hot. Um, for me, it's hard for me to separate out where we are with where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I think that they, for me, I see a progression and for me, it really works, especially on second viewing. So it's something that maybe we can talk more about tomorrow, but um Sorry, can, Kate, I, a progression in Malcolm? Yeah. Okay. And his characterization and the performance from Rankin and some of the choices and stuff. So watching it this time for me, it didn't come out of nowhere. But that's very likely tinged by me knowing what's ha- going to happen in the next episode. And then being able to see the full, like, progression of it. So, but I hear you. And I... I... I've, I vaguely recall feeling the same way when I was watching it the first time, but I could be wrong. So very likely we'll get to tomorrow. And I'll be like, so this is why it worked for me, even though it's yeah. a bit much. And you'll go, you're wrong. That's stupid. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. I'm not, I'm not a- assuming that that we'll be in the same place on it tomorrow, but um, I see what you're saying. I was like, I'm being very GG good. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not concerned. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Allison, so, how about you? You know, I think uh, part of it is I just, I guess, sort of interpreted with what happens at the end of the episode. I interpreted Malcolm's big scene with Lucifer, which I think both Rankin and Ellis were really great in. Um, like I, I, I was particularly obsessed, obsessed, impressed with Rankin this episode because. Um, first of all, he has to overcome how much I don't care, um, which is a lot. My my don't (laughs) care is mountainous. Um, so he has to overcome that, but then also is threading this like teeny tiny needle where he's got to be a little bit funny and a little bit creepy and unhinged and also there's this kind of undercurrent of melancholy and fear and i just think it's interesting and the two of them were very interesting together in that scene but i guess when i saw what happened at the end of the episode i just assumed a lot of that was a ruse like i assumed that he's trying to have it both ways that he's trying to keep this get out of hell free ticket 
and also wind up in a position where Amenadiel is indebted to him in some way, because even if he couldn't send him to hell, at least he can confine him. And then, you know, who knows what angely, devilly things could happen. Um, and I wonder if maybe that's part of why my reaction was more positive. Uh, although I do think there's something interesting to the idea that Lucifer goes around and his parlor trick is essentially flashing his devil eyes. Um, but in this episode, you know, that has consequences. And I think doubly so here there with um, the street preacher and then um, which who I want to keep calling Reverend Caldwell, who's that's mm-hmm. a character from Outlander. Um mm-hmm. Anyway, the street preacher and then um, with Malcolm, where they've seen who he is and there's a risk that people will take that and run with it in a way that you don't anticipate. So I don't know. Um, I feel like I totally see where you're coming from, Noel. And this is all coming from my place of looking at setup and trying to figure out how it's working mechanically, because I just find that interesting. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. And I, and especially if I'm dead wrong about that, if, if this is the act of a zealot, then that's more frustrating for me, uh, which obviously we will find out tomorrow and Kate already knows. So I won't ask her about it, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I guess I thought that he had been double crossed, which was more satisfying than what you're describing. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm always in a weird position of like wanting to not like outthink the show. Um, like, especially in something like this, where I'm, I'm, I'm one of the things that after, especially after I was writing for a while is like, I tried to stop anticipating what shows were going to do and take whatever the episode was that they gave me and like, just respond to it. And I think that's what I'm doing here is like trying to not anticipate what they're going to do uh, because that can like color like a reaction a little bit. And while the, I think it's fun to like kind of theorize and like, what does it all mean kind of thing? I feel like is different from, well, wait, are we, is he double crossing? He is kind of shady. And I just kind of get frustrated when I get it tied into those little knots of, it gives the show too many outs basically. And I'm like, wanting to see what your actual what their actual thing is which is i think just where i'm getting a little frustrated with them um especially in an episode that i think has good stuff in it it's just the the spine of it just is like not right yeah it's different like as we're talking about this right my brain and this is the same thing as when i was thinking about it yesterday for what was you know oh this next episode is next my brain just goes to all the things i like about this episode all the, like the, the scenes i enjoy but when sure. i was watching it yesterday and finished i was like oh oh there's not that much i mean there's some stuff it's not you know i was just kind of like eh, to talk about it um and then as we as we as we're chatting again, my brain is just alighting over all the unsatisfying parts of the episode <laughs> and just settling on like the the visual of Lucifer going, okay, well that's enough, and like shoving a door into Chloe to get into the room, <laughs> like her face was smushed <laughs> on the glass to get into the room to so that he can yell at all the 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 people who are there to you know to wor- worship as children of the the goat. Um, I I don't <laughs> like, remember where did the goat even come from. I don't- yeah, I, I like I don't remember how often that comes back if it does, but and maybe someone in the chat can let us know. But I, I hope that comes back more because I really enjoy Lucifer's 
uh, irritation and annoyance with the whole goat thing. Um, so <laughs> we will come back to some of the weak points, but let's talk about some of the fun things about this episode. And I'm going to start where we all know I'm going to start. And that's Trixie's back. And she would like cash, please. <laughs> well, she's already getting so much chocolate. Like she's getting a chocolate a day. That's there's no need for more chocolate. You she's just good on you cake. need cash now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- what did you guys think of that? Like where we're at with the Chloe Lucifer stuff? Because that was for me actually part of what makes the episode more frustrating. Uh, Lucifer trying to social distance um, <laughs> before it was cool and. Um, because so much of the episode is that, but I don't feel like they sold. I mean, I just, they've set up so strongly that Chloe is someone for us to trust that Lucifer being wary of her doesn't play right to me. Um, yeah. So that, that I was, I was with Chloe very much just being irritated as mm-hmm. he was trying to like tag along, but at a distance. Yeah. I feel like that whole aspect of the story was like, Ooh, six inches to the left of good and the reason is it, i i also didn't buy that he should be suspicious of her i didn't buy that he would have thought that somehow she was a plant from amenadia like none of that stuff i bought into um however him keeping his distance because when she's around he can be hurt makes perfect sense to me um both in terms of like the super text and the stuff they're saying about emotional vulnerability and on a practical level like if if you're 10 feet away you can't get shot or whatever and if you're six feet away you can i mean who knows how long it actually is but that that is interesting on top of that um of course he should drive his own car she keeps abandoning him at crime scenes that's super duper fair that's like that's just that's just good logistics but like yeah really just like no i'm gonna drive my car it's nicer it smells better it doesn't have a grate in it and you keep abandoning me at crime scenes i can't fly i don't have wings um like i feel like that all makes more sense to me um so it's just like I guess it's they went a step farther and that's the step I didn't buy, which is and it to be honest, it didn't really seem like Ellis bought it either. None of the stuff where he was none of his fury at a menadeal that was motivated by Chloe w- convinced me at all. Yeah, I largely agree. I think that there's I think that there's like an, an additional episode that you need between last week's and this week to really kind of bring that home. Um in the sense that it, yeah, it just doesn't fit or there hasn't been enough room or time for it to really kind of sink in that paranoia. I think that there's a degree of the novelty of all of this maze being double, triple, however many agents at this point, uh, not knowing what Amenadiel's doing and then having lost actually like torch the wings and then given away the coin. Like there's an unsteadiness in the situation but it doesn't feel cumulatively, it doesn't feel cumulative enough in both narrative, but also, as Allison pointed out, Alice's performance doesn't really drive any of that sense home. And that's when, especially for a show that really can coast on its performances already, you need that to really get through a lot of stuff where you don't either have the episode order number or like the narrative space to do that. And I think that's where, for me and 
that a lot of that comes through is that there's just not enough there there to really make it click into place. Even if all the components are there, the pieces are just arranged just off a little bit. Hmm. How'd you guys feel about the fight scene that we got? And I mean, you know, I loved Maze showing up at the end being like, boys, stop it or just kill each other. Here are my daggers that will actually do it. Come on. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think the most interesting part of the, well, no, that's not true. The most interesting part of the fight to me, um, was the waste of all that, I am assuming, extremely expensive alcohol. Just so um, much. Just gone. When that happened, when that happened, my partner who was watching me was like, oh no, all that tea. Because I promise you, all those bottles are filled with tea. That's just been like <laughs> steeped to different. So it's like the tea everywhere. Um, but yeah, I uh, so I I cry, I mourn the loss of all that top shelf booze. Um, but the most interesting part of that fight to me was absolutely the ending, and it was for sure May saying like, "Okay, if you if you want to kill each other, go ahead and kill each other." But also saying like, "Actually, you both used me, um, so <laughs> you know, shut the hell up." Um, how, however, that being said, and that was interesting, and the fight was very visceral and i was kind of surprised how long it went on etc um none of it was as good as the scene at the beginning when maze is practicing throwing the knives and throws one and it slices off a tiny piece of a tree which is one of my favorite visual effects i've seen i don't know how long i don't know i whoever thought you know let's have it take off a tiny branch of that tree is a genius it's my favorite part of the episode i'm not joking (laughs) it made me laugh so hard it was such a good detail and it was way more convincing than that all that poor booze did either of you see that moment? Am I crazy? I did not. I'll tiny... have to go back and just watch oh, it. It's I, at the very I beginning. I seeing like a knife going over the balcony and being amused by that because someone's definitely going marriage. to die. Totally. <laughs> and it's a perfect marriage of like sound editing and this little visual effect. But you hear it go like right past him, right? And as it goes mm-hmm. through the open window, it passes a tree and you see a little branch go and it's so good it's so good (laughs) anyway but the fight the fight the fight is more important um yeah i mean again it felt necessary but a little bit oversold right like i feel Mm. like they stopped like three rungs short on the ladder and are asking us to jump the rest of the way and i couldn't quite make it and uh, again i don't really think tom ellis could either Mm. and this like I mean, I think Maze really underlines it when she's like, you know, when she comes in, it's like, okay, if you guys are going to actually kill each other, kill each other. Otherwise, you're wasting all of our time and all of our and good booze. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was definitely a sharp intake of breath and like a no when that <laughs> happened. Um, and it, 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 I think it's, it, you know, it, it works because it's a good moment. It works because it's funny and because it's uh, like a action beat that really strike you know hits home the short-term permanence of that like they can get it fixed but it's going to take a while it's going to disrupt his life um but also just like on a like a set you know there needs to be a reason he's drinking down at the bar and that's the reason he's drinking down at the bar it's a plot thing to get him down there but uh but i just on a set design thing i was like oh man they had to set that up so many times and then destroy it like how many hopefully they only needed one or two takes because i would not want to be the person on staff like on the set with a broom like cleaning up between the shots so that they could like reset and redo oh man no fun um let's talk about the the lucifer uh like 
cult or church or whatever you want to call it um i i enjoyed that even it, it was very much the motorcycle gang again um <laughs> with the the reveal of like oh no i just like i joined forever ago and now all of a sudden i'm running it but what am i gonna do get a real job <laughs> um but i think that it, it, you know, it's it's very similar, but I enjoyed the accent. <laughs> I enjoyed the the beats of it. I thought it worked, and um, and and just all of the 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 actual like the phoniness and the the ridiculousness of the ceremony and stuff did land for me and made the first part of the episode. I think I thought more successful for me than the rest. Uh, what did you guys, how'd you guys feel about their, their like ceremony? You're like, Oh, this is the best illusory. And Oh, you're supposed to be blonde. I'm guessing in the comics, he's blonde. I think in the comics, he's, blonde. he is, he is blonde in the comics. My partner yeah. turned to me and went, that's why this is funny. It's <laughs> because he's blonde in the comics. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine. I think that there's, I think that they get just the right amount of material out of it in terms of wait no this isn't this isn't anything that I this isn't what I stand for and just his frustrations with all that and how it's just getting perverted or just completely made up fabricated from culture mm-hmm. um and I I like that whenever he gets frustrated about that because there's just him being Lucifer there's just this sense of why am I just so misunderstood all the time? And I think that's a fun beat for both the devil to play, because that's a very devil beat to play, but it's also a very good beat for Tom Ellis to play as well, because he, he manages to find like shades, I think of just overwhelming frustration with that. Um, But I still enjoy like the, like, again, like it's the motorcycle gang. Um, I did keep waiting for that accent to drop again. Me too. Um, and I was just like, maybe they just went to that well too many times already. And they're just like, we're not going to do it again. And I just went, but maybe you could have just for fun. (laughs) And just for, to also have them comment on it, it'd be like, why do people keep using fake accents on this show? (laughs) Um, um, so I think that there's something that there would have been something there, but I think generally it still works uh, really well. Um, I don't think that there's anything else in my brain about it though. Like, yeah, I can't think of anything else aside from, do they ever establish how Malcolm finds out about them and steals their knife and does everything with it? Wait, what? Oh, that? No, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. Because that was confusing, too. <laughs> yeah, I figure that's what he's been doing when he's been, like, wandering around, going to get pick-up donuts, <laughs> stopping by and stealing stealing knives and such. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Do we have any thoughts or questions or comments from the people in the Zoom? Go ahead and drop your thoughts in the chat because I think there's only, I don't know how much more we have to say. Um, what, you know, I think Dan isn't really in this one, right? He's trying to talk to Chloe, but that's about it. He pops up like a couple of times, but mostly, mostly my frustration with Dan is just, just explain everything, buddy. Just, Mm -hmm. just lay things out there. Just use your words. yeah, just use your words. Be a responsible adult. Put it in an email. If you can't get her to talk to you, commit it to paper. See yeah. Dr. Linda. She will help you with your communication problems. <laughs> well, and it's been three weeks, right? So Between the episodes, yes. which is, I think, was like a good amount of time. But that means he's... Well, and it, it, it all comes back to like the fact that he won't just open up and talk about Palmetto. Uh, yes, Scotty. Scotty wants to know, I may have misunderstood. Did Malcolm Palmetto confess to all the cult murders? Yes, he did the the two murders in the episode. Um, and, uh, but I mean, if Malcolm, sorry, Malcolm, if Dan was willing to say, like, he won't 
he can't really explain anything to Chloe because he's not willing to tell her about the Palmetto stuff. So that means he can't say, also, Malcolm beat me up and stole my phone and sent that text and eh, it wasn't me at all. Um, Scotty says, I thought he confessed to all and that seemed way out of character for him. Is he a highly effective murderer or a doofus? Well, we know he's I mean, not. He can be both. He's not very smart. He's he's yeah. pretty dumb. He's pretty dense, as we've previously discussed. Uh, and the. Uh, yeah, Tanya says he wants the acknowledgement of a job well done. He definitely has has a very different dynamic with Lucifer than with anyone else. Like, the way he acts around Lucifer is very different than how he's acting to Dan, how he's acting to Chloe, and the other the other scenes in which we see him. Um, so, yeah, and, and obviously there's going to be more on that in the next episode. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's an effective murderer, and he's also not stable, and... He's also a f***ing idiot. Um, so, like, I feel like you can... I think I feel like you can be all of them, but who knows? And Lurker's right. I mean, sh- Lurker mentions that there is... He, Dan does try to talk to Chloe about it, but that, that she just closes shuts him, down. him, shuts him down because of the text message stuff. Um, which I think is fair, but also just if it's that important, like... Mm-hmm. It's one of those things of like narratively it doesn't like click for me. Yeah. Uh requires too much like I'm still going to be angry about this which I think is justifiable uh on Chloe's part but then it's just like but listen I need you to pay attention and then it gets to a write it down type of thing but again yeah. it's just mechanics of wanting us to get to the finale. Just even the like the 3 weeks of time really is important and works like is necessary for the Chloe and Lucifer dynamic and also for the Maze and Amenadiel dynamic uh-huh. and also then that break and then the ten- like everything else needs there to have been some distance and time but the Chloe Dan thing doesn't make sense like 3 3 weeks between like being tied up and like get about to be framed for murder and you know that uh that M- Malcolm is gonna is looking to go kill people you know like and you don't say anything at all like that that doesn't work with what we know yeah. of dan so far i mean it, if we're to take it at face value then it, i think that pretty firmly makes him a bad cop and like mm-hmm. a bad person because if you don't I, I can understand it being hard to own up to things but when you've already decided what you're gonna do is the right thing and then you just don't like that's mm-hmm. then no that's a giant um failing of character um and i think that's in terms of both the person and the writing because i don't think that we're supposed to think that yeah marcus says inaction is its own choice and absolutely i I really feel like the show doesn't want you to think about the fact that it's been three weeks but just for that part of the story for just for that part of the episode they're like don't think about that he's trying to reach out right away right yeah just remember the the scenes you've actually seen don't think about the time in between the episodes um so and i mean and we're gonna mean spoiler we're gonna get more of that like vibe they they don't address those three weeks in the next episode with dan so we're just not i think we're just not supposed to think about it as relates to him so i don't know we'll see what you guys think tomorrow when we talk about the finale but yeah there, it, it, this is very much you know marcus said this earlier uh, in the chat this is very much a part one and the show is perfectly capable of doing good part ones because the first part one we had was wingman or no was um the episode before that uh yeah. and and that was 
like, or maybe it was, that one was called Wingman. Um, and that was a really strong episode. That was the first, like, oh, okay, I'm sitting up as yeah. I watch the show kind of episode. So they're perfectly capable of doing good setup episodes or, or like part ones that are compelling on their own right and not, that aren't purely set up because there was a lot of really good character stuff in that. There's a lot of really good beats that they were touching on. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you guys about for this episode is how are you feeling about the, um, or what do you think of the way they're pacing Lucifer's psychological journey and his, like, the, like, I feel there, there's an intensity growing about his reaction um, to the stressors around his dad and the stuff, like, his issues that he's been grappling with all season. I feel like they've been really picking that up in this episode, which makes sense, but also then is less happy-go-lucky and fun. <laughs> it's a lot more angst. Uh, Scotty says, I think that's the, the strongest part of the show. What What do you guys feel about that? Is that working for you, or should that be more subtext? I love it. I'm with Scotty. It's my favorite part of the show, too. And there are little details there where um, th- that I think are really smart in terms of the writing, where you can see him not really using tools that he's getting from Dr. Linda, but sort of processing things in a different way, which I think is really cool. Um, and I also like um, that she has become, a, you know, a, a coping mechanism that we, I think it's important that when we see her and they're seen together in this episode, she's still got her coat on and she has a bag. And I may have missed a little detail at the top. I, was distracted when the episode start, but that means one of two things. Either he asked for an emergency session mm-hmm. or was he like there and ready to go and waiting before she even showed up. And either way speaks to a need and an intensity uh, and an urgency that I think are really, really compelling. Yeah. Uh, Scotty says maybe it's grounded in reality, parent issues, dissociation, struggling to live up to expectations, being afraid of your own life transitions, selfishness versus doing things for others. There's so much good real stuff in there. Uh, plus, it's funny when it's the devil doing it, <laughs> going through it, and Tom Ellis is funny playing it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. Noel, any thoughts? No, I agree with, I just agree with Allison. Um, and I think that that's, yeah, Allison said it best, so I don't need to yeah. rehash it. I don't have anything to add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, it, for me, it very much read like she came in in like the middle of the night to for an yeah. emergency session. Yeah. And yeah, and you're right. The fact that that I mean, even just the fact that he calls her for an emergency session versus just like showing up at her house or something, right? Totally. Yep. Speaks to a respect for the office and the 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 process and her and all of this, um, which is a big difference from where we started this season. And we're going to talk about this a bit more tomorrow and the day after when we do our everybody chat episode. Um, but yeah, there's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a journey that he's been on and that the show is, has like centered for, for him around mental health and around these, these talks with Dr. Linda. So yeah, just think about how we met Dr. Linda and, and where we're at now. And it's such a, you know, such a good progression. Anyways, uh, so that will wrap up our conversation. Unless anybody else has anything else they want us to chat, uh, you know, d- drop into the chat. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out, uh, Lurker and and Marcus. And oh, there's Grayson. And there's Nancy and they're being so cute. Um, <laughs> and Scotty and Tanya, we, we enjoy. Sorry, sorry, guys. I didn't mean to get so distracted. But 
No, cute, no, no. I did cute animals purpose. are cute. <laughs> so did I. Uh, but thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're going to be back tomorrow to talk about season one, episode 13, the season finale. Uh, oh, Tanya says fur babies. Um, and the season finale episode is Take Me Back to Hell. So. Hmm, Before you go, go. so we will leave it there thank you Noel that was delightful you're welcome bye everybody bye 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 bye